It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. There will be a game six. I'm Zolgad. He's Declan. And uh, before we start to assemble a roster here of people who would like to chime in on what we just saw, <laughs> the Cam Talbot game, I, Declan, I will be opening my uh, – oh. I've got the Summit tonight. Uh, um, I need one of these because that was an incredibly stressful night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the second greatest upset that I've seen in hockey history only behind the U.S. 1980 Olympic team beating wow. the, the Russians. Um, that is a take. I am kidding to a certain degree, but my God, that second period in Cam Talbot was Jim Craig tonight. Um, yes. Cam Talbot stood on his head. The Wild had flat out no business winning that game with how they played in the second period, uh, but they did. They escaped and there will be a game six that I'm sure we're going to start time pretty soon. My guess is it's going to be an 845 puck drop on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but where do you start? First period was, I thought, again, the Wild came out and played their best period of hockey since game one on game one and game, um, game three, first period of game three, excuse me. Then they played five periods that at the X I thought weren't great. And then tonight they came out in the first period and I thought they had jump and they were fantastic and they were pinching the defenseman in and their four check was effective. And I thought to myself, they're back on track. They scored three goals and guess what? They weren't all pretty. The Kaprizov goal was, but I mean, the Parisi goal went in off flurries behind basically, but they worked hard to get those goals. Uh, the Greenway goal is the type of goal he should always score. I love that goal. That's Jordan. That's Jordan at Jordan's best. Um, the second period is one of the ugliest periods of hockey that I've ever seen. Outshot 22 to one. Declan. That, that was, that was unacceptable. That was the, that was most disgusting. I, 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 you know, my high school didn't have a hockey team. Um, but I got to watch some bad hockey sometimes in the St. Paul area. And that, that was like when St. Paul Como had to play Hill Murray, like in a section game uh-huh. and it uh-huh. was just nine, nothing after the first period. Uh, it was just horrible. <laughs> that was the worst display of hockey. I think I have ever seen from a professional hockey team. And my question becomes like, I know that the Golden Knights came out with a jump, but my question goes back to the question that, that I've basically started to ask you after game three. Mm-hmm. How does this happen? How do you get dominated that? But there's no excuse. I mean, you are a professional team. And by the way, the third period was better. Okay. Like I accept the fact that there's a lot of periods. The Golden Knights are going to be the better team, but they dominated you. They basically played keep away. You're, you're right. It looked like an early round section high school game. That's exactly what it looked like. The only difference is in those, the, the Golden Knights type team ordinarily scores like eight goals. Um, but I don't get it. I don't understand it. Talbot was, as Ezekiel just commented on, Talbot was fantastic. He was great. 
But look, the first and third periods, the first period especially, Minnesota Wild's not a not that bad. Like right. the second period was absolutely awful. So I'm glad that they won. I'm glad Kaprizov scored. Um, I'm glad Parisi scored. I felt good for Zach. That's great for Zach. Uh, the Greenway goal, again, goes back to the type of thing that we've always talked about, which is those are the type of goals that he should score. Um, but, yeah, this this will be heretofore known as the Cam Talbot game because this was all about Talbot and, and the save that he made in, I think it was about, what, five minutes left in the third period on Riley Smith was just a great save. I, there, there were about four goals tonight that the previous starting goaltender for the Wild would have given up. Alex um, Daylock? No, I'm not talking about poor Alex. Eli Brzgalov? I'm not talking about him either. But I'm just saying, there there were some Dubnik doozies tonight that Talbot yeah. made yeah. saves on. But um, I, I hope they buy him... I hope they buy him a really nice bottle of booze or something because he saved their bacon. Yeah, that was the Jim Craig game. I think that was uh, basically yeah, the best the way you said it. I mean, that was the, the the second period. I put out the shot chart. That heat map. How you walk away. And and by the way, Minnesota sports fans, Minnesota Wild, and all the other encompassing ones, we're on the other end of this. We're usually on the other end of this. It's us that are dominating that heat map, and somehow the other team walks away with a victory. So. A big time win, an absolutely big time win. Um, the, I don't know what to make of it, but it's a big. Time it, it's win. a big time win, and that's what I'm going with. I don't, I don't really know what to make of it either. The first period was excellent. Oh my gosh, you, you came out again. You know what is this, Judd? Three out of five, two or three out of five games where you've looked pretty dang strong in the first ten, fifteen minutes of the first period. Yep. Um, and then, and in general, the second period has been the Wilds' bugaboo, mm-hmm. and now. Tonight was, like we said, the worst display I think I've ever seen from a professional hockey team over a course of 20-minute time. But um, second period in general has been their problem, and they've been typically a good third-period team. Now, the Wild didn't play, I think, poorly in the third period, but if you're going to play like that in the third period, odds are you're probably going to end up uh, losing the game. So, yes, you'll have to rebound. You got a big-time goal from Kaprizov tonight. The Zach Parisi stands are probably jumping for joy, and I guess good for you. Again, I don't care. The Wild got to win. That's all I care about. Zach Parise's goal is meaningless to me. It's about one of these rocks in this tequila that'll be melted here in the next twenty minutes. But he made a fine play. He oh. he he beat he beat a red hot goaltender through the old trick of bank it off his ass, which is smart. That's yeah. great. Um, but yeah, this is a game where so the third period looked good relative to the second, but compared to the first, it's not. Correct. It, it, here, here's what here's what confuses me. It's almost like the Wild. So the Wild comes out and plays well, and the Golden Knights, you know, are are caught off guard. I don't know what, but anyway, what confuses me about this whole thing, Dex, is this one. As soon as the Golden Knights start to take it to them in the second period, it's like the Wild is caught on their heels and they start watching the game. And and again, they're not that bad. Like that period, that's not a, well, Chad, come on, the Golden Knights are better. Yeah, they're better, but they're not that much better. I mean, you belong on the ice with them. Clearly, you're a playoff team. Uh, So I guess I'm just very confused about why the Wild gets outside of their game so badly. Um, And some of that's coaching, too, because, like, like the adjustments are nil. Um, At some point in time there, you know, Dean was like, 
yelling at them to uh, go north south. I, I think it is sure. what Ryan Carter said on Bally Sports. Oh, I didn't watch that. I I'm just... I'm sorry. I mean that was uh, that was completely mind boggling. How that was that bad. And this again. So two wins. Series now still in the Golden Knights' favor, three to two, Declan. But this again now is two wins that you can bank on one guy, the goaltender. Like, tell it, like, yeah, and Flurry's been great too for uh, previous to tonight for them. So I mean, th- this com- this comes down to Bill Guerin's decision to sign Talbot paying off. It yeah. really does because if Dubnik's in goal or Stalock's in goal, that final score is probably seven to three. I mean, it's that simple. Great. So so. You know, Bill Guerin, nice work. You basically identified the fact that if you were going to upset a team or at least win some games, your goaltending had to be that good. And I know we made a couple of mistakes tonight, but special shout out to my guy, Nico Sturm. Huh? Nico yeah. Sturm was on the ice for the Kaprizov goal. Rask had gone off. And by the way, Rask had a great game tonight as as sort of like a, a fourth line guy. Like he made some sure. plays. Like he made some defensive plays. Right. He has no business playing with the two guys he's playing with. Well, no, he doesn't. Like, like I mean, it was crystal clear again. Um, but he did make some nice defensive plays, and he is certainly not a mess when it comes to. And I shouldn't say this. Most of the time, he no, I'm not going to swear. He's just I, I'm trying to think of because I don't want to give him too much credit. He can make some defensive plays. Like he made some bad plays too. But anyway. Um, because oh, he's not the move if he's making defensive. If he just has to sit there and then yeah. put his stick in the right. Well, area. and yeah. he he got yeah. I mean, he made some plays that were questionable too. But anyway, Sturm had a really I thought nice game for mm-hmm. the most part. And I mean, again, that speed makes a difference. That speed changes that, and that's that's the thing that I didn't get in the second period. Like the Wild just sort of allowed Vegas to dictate that the speed was all them. Like, how do you do that? The first mm-hmm. period they didn't. Mm-hmm. The first period they didn't. They turned the tables a little bit. Like you've got to slow them down. And I'm not saying illegally, but you've got to. Um, why don't you, Declan Goff, tell the folks if they would like to assemble in our uh, in our green room how they can do so to come on and talk to us. So we already have a uh, pretty close to a full room already. We got a bunch of Wild fans who are queued up here. We are uh, your only home for Wild post game shows where we bring you on the screen with us. Thank you for joining us. We're uh, packing up in a nice little live room here. Maybe setting a new record for a wild post-game show. So if this is the first time you have described us, uh, this is Judd Zolgad. I'm Declan Goff. We are from Score North. If you'd like to hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel, we'd greatly appreciate it. We'll have some wild talk. We'll have Twins talk, Timberwolves talk, Secondary Vikings talk. And also we're live on Purple Daily as well where you have Minnesota Vikings content seven days a week. But yes, if you'd like to get in on this show, you have wild vents you'd want to get in off or get in after, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com, and I will uh, queue you up on the screen. It's 1225 Central Time right now. If you're in Vegas, it's only 1020. Or no, is it? Is Vegas two hours behind us? Yeah. Two hours behind us? All right, so so if you're in Vegas and you want to get on the show and you want to talk Vegas, we don't think we've welcomed a Vegas fan yet, shoot me an email. This is a safe space, by the way. This is not a space where we crap on you or your takes. This is a space where we like to encourage your takes. That's what we do here at Score North. We embrace you, the fan. So if you want to get in, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Beautiful. Who should we go to first? Let's, uh, yeah, let's kick it off. You know what? Let's, let's, uh, let, let's go with Matthew. Matthew, what's up, buddy? Keep it clean this time. Yes, I was about to say, I will make sure I stay clean. He didn't, I mean, felt, he didn't mean to swear. 
I felt so terrible. I texted Declan afterwards. I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean like to get you guys demonetized or something by swearing right away. But... Oh, you're a good man. Yeah. Don't worry I'm about it. Just don't do it again. Definitely a lot happier after this game. I'll be honest. I still feel like Dumba is kind of a shooting the team in the foot a little bit with some of his defensive work, but. I mean, nothing too much to complain about. I almost fell asleep in the second after. Wait, you're not going to complain about the stuff. second period, though, Matthew? The oh. second period was all – they had one shot on goal. Yeah, that was bad. I I almost decided to go to bed. I was like, I don't know if I want to <laughs> sit up for this and watch them lose it in the third after they don't come back. But I don't know. I felt like it was a – I mean, good first and third. I think one of the big differences in the third was – they finally started pushing against the defenseman and making it difficult for the defenseman to make plays. They didn't just sit there and wave their stick in front of them four or five feet away. They actually gave them some pressure and made them make decisions. So explain that to me. Why do why do they allow that for an entire period? Like it's not it's not I wouldn't. I mean But I mean, this is game yeah. five, right? Game five, right? Yep. Okay. You're aware of what they do. Like yeah. the, the Golden Knights strategy is not, oh, I did not see that coming. I mean, that's that's a game one thing. How That's my question is how do you allow that to take place? And that's coaching too. Yeah, like, was... like you're right. The pushback in the third was very acceptable. I think the play that made the difference, at least on, like when I was watching on my screen, was like I might have been at the start of the third or midway through, and it was when the game had finally switched back into the wild. We're starting to really push back on Vegas again. Was Kaprizov is standing, and I think it was Petrangelo on the opposite side of the net, and he's standing behind there. And Kaprizov gives him a wave or two and then decides to chase him around the back of the net, and Petrangelo turns it over coming out of the zone, and they hold possession in the zone. It's like, why don't you just do that more? Even going through the neutral zone, because a lot of their – Good play comes from moving straight up through the neutral zone by building up that speed Correct. from the arcing players. If you can stop it at the defenseman or at least make that defenseman have to make that decision sooner, you can cut that play off before they get their rush. I think that's where the Wild, if they're going to win game six, it's going to be stopping Vegas from getting that opportunity in the middle. Matthew, that's an Awesome point. You're exactly right. And I would just like to see a continuity in them doing exactly that um, because they, they actually did push them in during the course of the season when they had success against the Golden Knights, they actually did that. And like yeah. they got in on the four check and the first, the, what they did in the first period of night was indicative of what they did during the season against the Golden Knights. Uh, and then in the second period, to what you're saying, they got away from that. They didn't do it. They sort of hung back. And then the most frustrating thing is they start watching, like yeah, they're literally they watching. And it's like you can't if you if if you're going to stand still, these guys are going to kill you. You can't give Vegas time and space. They're too big right. and too quick. They're going to burn you. And that's what they don't give you, right? Like, I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah. They don't give you time and space, so you got to go take it back from them, which I get is difficult, but it's your only prayer. So. Great stuff, yeah. man. Thank you. Appreciate, man, you, appreciate you, man. Good stuff, brother. Yeah, if, if they if they could skate a little bit more, and if you could have some offensive skill, you can go toe-to-toe with them. Maybe, I don't know, you play Matthew Boldy, for God's sake. I, I still think there's a case to play him. There, there's a 100% place to camp, play him. I don't, I don't understand why you're not. I have zero idea why you're not playing him, Judd. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. Alex Tuck, once again, a beast 
My that God, one, we I agree. gave him away. We gave him away just so they wouldn't take Matt Dumba or, or even Brody. And I forget who the exact person yeah. it was. It doesn't matter. He only had six games here, and he's an absolute stud for them. He's an he's, absolute stud. He's a phenomenal talent. And I, and you will hope, you just got to cross your fingers that maybe Matthew Boldy just, you know, develops into a same or similar productive type of player. I don't know if he'll be similar styles. I honestly think Alex Tuck, when he is fully healthy, because he has battled some injuries this last few years, his size, his speed, his skill, he is a not a generationally great player, but a one-of-a-kind special kind of How does a guy that big move that fast? And shoot that hard, like it, it. It. He's a marvel to watch. He's an absolute marvel to watch. Yeah, he's he fun. Away. He's a lot of fun. He's yeah. like fun, but, um, yeah. I'm. I'm just very confused at what happened in this game. I'm glad that they won. It's going to be fun to have a game six. But here's what what gets me. Like, I still feel that they could be very competitive and potentially upset the the Golden Knights. Now, I did predict that the Golden Knights would win in six. But you've got to have more of a full plan for the entire game. Like, the second period can't happen again. And it feels like that period, to a certain degree, happened for sure in Game 3. It happened in Game 4. And it happened in Game 5. I mean, that's a recipe. You are you are essentially going to Cam Talbot and saying, save our asses. Uh, you know, which, which he can do occasionally. But, I mean, it's not a realistic option against a team with this much talent for that to be always the default of, well, the goaltender will save us. He can only do so much. So, let's uh, we'll, we'll keep rolling here. Let's uh, let's bring on Harrison. Harrison, what's up, dude? You're on Wild Bent Line. Hey, what's up, guys? How you um, doing, man? Do you guys like the lineup that Dean put together tonight? So I, I, you know, Judd and I did a preview episode, and in general, you know, when they moved Rask up to the Kaprizov spot. I know Judd had a meltdown on it. I didn't agree with it either. But I will say tonight, and especially in the first period, which is something Dean hasn't done before, is he put Sturm up there, and I thought that was, for the first time in an in-game adjustment that he was able to make, that was pretty big time. Um, Kalen Addison, too, coming in. I know he was playing more by default because Susie was injured. I thought had a nice game as well. Um, you know, the lineup is kind of the line. You know, the only guy we're asking for here is Matthew Boldy, but at the same time, um, I thought in-game adjustments... For the most part, Judd, um, Dean did a better job than he had. Still not perfect, but a better job than he had in previous games. Yeah, I, I guess I just I hated the fact that the team got to take it to him in the second period, and they didn't really adjust against that. Like at some point in time, you've got you've got to do something. You had one shot on goal, um, but yeah, the lineup was the lineup. There are different things that I, I would do, but I guess um, Harrison at this point, it's just crystal clear they're not going to. Like, they're not going to change this thing. So we can call for Boldy, or we could say that Sturm should be with Kaprizov to get, give him a little bit more skating ability and firepower. I did love the fact that Kaprizov came out tonight and showed you what he's capable of doing, e- even when he's being uh, checked tightly. Like, this is this is why I wrote that he was disappointing me. What we got tonight, because there were a lot of, of situations tonight where – I noticed him on the ice, and I can't say that for the last two games. So I do like the fact that he clearly applied himself because he's that good. Like, he might not score a ton of goals. I I don't know. But he disappeared way too much in games three and four. In game five, I felt like you saw him quite a bit. And then one more question. Um, For his age and speed, I felt like uh, Parisi made himself noticeable. 
Yeah, man. I, I thought he had a he had a better game tonight for sure. Um he definitely put himself in front of the net and, and if and if he could put himself there and score the Parisi goals, I guess okay. You know, I, I can definitely live with that. It was a big time goal and I'm sure it was an emotional one for him. Um but if if he can play like that and put himself in a good position, I'm all right with it. But in general, um, you definitely don't want him to be playing in a track meet type of game. And in Vegas, you saw it in that second period. If if it goes, if the ice tilts one way, he can be a liability. And he kind of had a rough go of it there in the second period. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. Have a good. Hey, time. Harrison. Thanks for Thank coming you, on, Harrison. man. Appreciate you, dude. Appreciate you coming on. Young Wild fan there. I love that. Got a lot of good younger Wild fan. Well, you, know you know what? We're we're welcome. We're welcome in the As you said, safe place. Safe place. It's a safe. If it's it's a safe space. It's what this is. It's wild vent line. We're here for you. Um, even when Zach Parisi scores a big time goal and see you guys, see Judd Zolgad and Declan Goff. No, no, no. He scored a big time goal. I was all for it. So good for him. Good. No, good he him. just no. But but here's the thing with Zach. I I feel like when when we question guys or or agree with moves that fans don't like that they think we hate the player. There's never been a question ever. There's never been one day where I've questioned how hard Zach will work. Yep. He's going to work his ass off. He always does. But, I mean, there were there were numerous examples in that game where the speed decision was very clear why he didn't play. Mm-hmm. Can't keep up with it. Yep. Like And, and yes, it was a veteran-savvy move to throw the puck off Flurry's ass into the goal. Love that. Bounced right off him. Great play. Uh, but for that, I mean, how, how many times did you see the play just sort of pass him by? And, and the first goal that they gave up in game four was on him. Wall r- walked right by him. I mean, he didn't really know what to do, and he, he was flat skated at the time. So this is not a – I don't hate Zach, and I think Zach works very hard, and Zach will always work hard. This is not a like a he's being a prima donna. I mean, this is just the fact that he that the style that he plays was going to catch up to him eventually speed-wise, and it has now. doesn't mean he can't score some goals, but we're talking about a high-speed playoff series. Totally. That's good. I, I mean, can you imagine him against the abs? Ooh, no, I cannot. I mean, yeah. Well, he'll, not going to go be, well. He'll be in his zone, and the whole play will be in a different zone. So. Yeah, totally. Uh, let's keep rolling here on Wild Ventline. By the way, we have a good amount of people in the room and people watching us as well. Uh, if you do want to get some vents in, I, I know Judd and I have a late night here, but at the same time, we'll, we'll kind of let you guys dictate on uh, how many people want to come in this room. So if you want to get in on the show, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. And if you can, hit that subscribe button as well. We had some record numbers on our Score North YouTube channel uh, the last few months, and we want to keep going at that. So if you are new to us, thank you for supporting us. If you're still here for us for um, other calls, also thank you for coming back to us. Let's uh, let's go to Max. Max, what's up, brother? How are you? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, uh, good to see the Islesman tonight. Oh, that's your team. Absolutely. That's my yeah, team, man. That's my backup yeah, no. team, so I love that. That was that. kind of a fluky goal. No, no oh, dude. Yari, but, you know, you got to capitalize on those. So How fun is that series? Yeah, that's a, a good crazy, one. Crazy, crazy series. Oh, crazy series. Um, I was wondering if I could just rant off a couple points and then go to my question and let you guys go off of that. Tell you. A couple points. Jordan Greenway is, is like a grown man now. Get out of his way. He's coming downhill. Um, Alex Tuck, that hurts a lot. This team is super frustrating to watch when they're playing like how they play in the second period for 20 minutes. And um, the question I have for you guys is I was just wondering if you think we'll have some consistency next game. I don't know if we'll win it, but just consistency throughout is what I'd love to see. You know, more like a game one, game two type of vibe. So I'm totally with you. And here's what I can't figure out for the life of me. Why aren't we seeing that? Yep. 
Like, like what's the what switch gets flipped? And I give I give the Golden Knights credit, but like what changes there? You had one shot on goal. Like I, I don't get it. Um, and and to me, games one and two. And look, they, they had a bad first period in game one. But overall, I really liked that game. And game two, I loved. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. I have a hard time believing that we'll see what you, I, and Declan want in game six when we haven't seen it in three games. Yep. Like, there's just some weird dynamic here. And I don't know. I, I mean, it's on the players, too. But, I mean, it's partially coaching as well. Because you have to be able to – at some point in time, adjust to what they're doing. And it's like in the period, they couldn't do it. Slow them down. Yeah, something. Yeah, that neutral game, uh, the neutral zone was just got shredded and obliterated the whole second period. It was really hard mm-hmm. to watch. And anytime we got some stuff out of the zone, we iced it six times, seven times in that period, and or we just had sloppy passing. So it was kind of it was Absolutely. tough to watch, but happy to get the, the victory somehow in Minnesota fashion, you know. So. Heck yeah. <laughs> You'll take it, man. You'll Seriously, take it. we'll take Thanks. it. Thanks, Max. Hey, Great Max, stuff. thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate Talk you. Talk to you next show. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very, very good points. Jordan Greenway tonight, Judd. You you saw him. He hit the, he hit the pipe too Love earlier. Him. This is uh, – it's puzzling, and, and I think – I'll be honest. I think you're a little harder on than I am, and I understand that. I think he's had a really, really nice season. He's took a nice step forward. But yep. at the same time, where I agree with you is when he wants to apply himself, mm-hmm. he is – he is a damn good. He's a he's a top three player on this team. I truly think if he wants to apply himself and put his one hundred percent work ethic, and he hits it, he's right behind Fiala. He like he, in terms of just skill and when he actually wants oh. to roll, I think he's right behind Fiala. I really do. Ideally, he's Tuck, right? Sure. Yeah. Ideally, like he's yes. not going to be as good as Tuck. Yeah. But I mean, he's got the big man. He's got he's 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 a big guy. He's got some skill. That third goal was a great goal because, I mean, he followed the play. My God, that's fantastic to see. Um, I don't feel like I'm tough on him. I feel like a sports dad. I'm I'm trying to get the most from him. Like, there's sure. so much more to give consistently than what Jordan gives, and we see it, like, tonight, and that's what you want. It, it's not too much to ask for him to play like that, at least during the playoffs, every single game. Yep. Just, just like with Kaprizov, Dex. Right. Like, Kaprizov tonight did what I wanted. Yes. Nice shot for a goal, but more importantly, I saw him. He was doing things. He was moving. I, I mean, the playoffs uh, are sure fun to watch, but I'm sure as a player, there's a certain a certain feeling about him that they suck because, like, you're always getting hit. You're, you know, time and space is gone, right? So, like, okay, but that's – but you're paid partially to, especially if you're Kaprizov, to be great in the playoffs. And tonight I felt he had a really – for the most part. I mean, the second period, the whole team didn't play well. But, you know, the first and third periods, I felt like I saw him more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't feel like it was uh, – and you know who else played tonight again? And this is where Kaprizov needs to be because I really I really do give this guy a ton of credit, and I think both of us have this entire playoff. Uh, I love some of Fiala's play tonight. Again, he's just all over, and I know he's frustrated, yeah. but he's using the frustration almost creatively now. Yep. Um, and he, again, I mean, he got the puck. He skated with it at times. He's trying to do things, and that's all I can ask, right? Yes. Just the one thing I'm asking is when I'm watching a game, don't make me forget about you. Yep. You know, if you, yeah. That, that, that's what I love about his game. Look, I, I know he can I make a, a, a dumb penalty or make a turnover, but he cares. And that's and, and especially in a sport where it's and, – and I, I understand why this is it. I'm not trying to rip the sport, but 
It's all, and I see the commercial for it. They play it every playoff game. We, 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 we. I love sometimes a little eye attitude because sometimes a team needs a little bit of eye attitude. And I know there ain't no I in team and there ain't no we either. So I don't need to hear that we have to be always we, we, we. I love that Fiala shows up every night and you're going to notice him. You're going to notice him. Yes. And by, by the way, you want your star players to have some eye. Yeah. That's hockey. Yep. I, it, like the dirty, the dirty little secret of the sport is I because it's I contraction and better than you. Mm-hmm. But I mean that's ninety seven, that's yep. twenty two. There's not a lot of those guys. Yep. Uh, so yeah, there. No, I'm with you completely. But uh, but Kevin again and I did some things that I really liked, and that's what Kaprizov sort of needs to take a page from. Totally. Which is which is yes, I'm frustrated. Yes, I'm good, and teams are trying to take things away from me, but I don't care, and I'm going to try and go through people, which is basically what you have to do. And we know for a fact, Kaprizov is strong enough to do exactly that. Let's uh, keep rolling here on Wild Vent Line. We're uh, we're burning the almost one a.m. oil here, but we're we're still hanging out with you guys. We'll uh, kind of let you guys still dictate this. Let's go to Josh. Josh, what's up, dude? How you doing? You're on Wild Vent Hello. Line. Hey guys, what's up? Big fan. Uh, I've got a million things I could Let's say about it. this game. Um, first of all, like I'm, I'd love to see Boldy in the lineup, but at the same time, I mean, these guys played each other or played with each other for the entire season. Like they lived and died with each other, and like I, I don't know how comfortable I feel with like bringing in a dude who's practiced maybe a handful of times, even in like full team lineups, and then bringing him for like a big playoff game and so like that's kind of tough to edge him out over like a Parisi or like Bukestad you know when Johansson gets out and stuff like that Next, go ahead yeah I was gonna say it, it's it's definitely tougher to enter a game in this situation and maybe you know I don't want to get too far ahead that if they somehow pull off the upset, they do win in seven over Vegas. That maybe you do. I mean, you if you go into Colorado with guys like Bukestad and Rao and Parisi in your everyday lineup, you're gonna get waxed. Like you, you're one hundred percent gonna get waxed. And you may as well throw in Boldy in that situation to at least give you a punter's chance. I mean, Colorado. I thought St. Louis would actually give them a little bit more fits. I didn't think that um, that Colorado would would lose that series by any means. But I was pretty surprised they still beat them in four. But oh, when they totally. played, but when they played to their potential, you know. They're, they're, they they obviously should probably be the favorites to win the whole damn thing. Um, but I, I hear you. The chemistry is, is something there. But when you're, like, watching in that second period when Vegas is just going, just dominating you, and you have nothing to show for it, and you have no speed to counter, I think a guy like Boldy does make a difference. It, it, it's a tough spot for him to be in, but I do think he would make a difference. Yeah, oh, 100%. And then another quick thing is um, I remember hearing you guys a few weeks ago talk about um, maybe – uh, not protecting one of our goalies, or I'm I'm not 100% sure on how um, all the protection works, especially like for all the players coming in the uh, expansion draft, but especially with like kind of the decline of Dumba and we've known what Rask is all year. Do you think uh, that kind of plays into if we want to protect more goalies or like keep Kakanen and Talbot around for longer? Um, yeah. I, I think the protection rule is you can only protect one. So I think you could protect uh, Talbot or Kakanen. And I, I had been on record for much of the season saying that I would protect Capo because he's the, t- he's the type of guy an expansion team would take. Um, my guess is they'll protect Talbot 
but my so there, there's going to be a lot of goaltenders out there like it, it's going to be an attractive lot so i don't know that the wild will lose one uh but back to your point about so about boldy here's the one thing that i would keep in mind too dean sort of because i get your point about zach okay like not playing zach and playing boldy would be a political hot potato probably in that room but where the rules of engagement sort of went out the window here was actually when they played Rao over Bukestead. Because if, yeah. if you'll scratch yeah. Bukestead and play Rao, you can damn well play Matthew Boldy. So, <laughs> so, so like, I, I get what you're saying, and, and hockey-wise, what you're saying makes perfect sense to me. But if you're going to play Kyle Rao, who is a, you know, God bless him, journeyman minor leaguer, um, then why is playing Boldy and scratching Bukestead a big deal? Oh, 100%. So, yeah. That's my yeah. That's my. That would be my question because I think your Parisi, the Parisi point's a good one. Like if you scratch Parisi, which I might be tempted to do, but I get I get the dynamics in the room that that might cause some problems. Right, and especially if we're just throwing in guys right now as they're hurt, like give the guy a chance, see what he can do. Especially you know at this point. Exactly. But yeah, and I mean in the second period tonight, I thought like I, I don't think there's a. I'm so proud of Talbot because I don't think there's a goalie. <laughs> another goalie like out there who could only let up one goal in with yeah. that absolute onslaught of a period. It was very, very impressive. So absolutely, Josh. Thank you. Great yeah. stuff. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Well, Judd, here's the conundrum. So first and second year players are exempt from the expansion draft, which mean cop which would mean Capo is technically exempt. Now you can protect cop you can protect Cam Talbot and if Capo is exempt, the only thing I'm trying to figure out is, do you have to put a goalie in the exposing part of it? Like, do you have to expose a goalie? I don't yes. think you do. Yes. You well, have do you look have at the to? Rule. Yeah, it's it's you could protect you could protect X amount of forwards and defensemen or skaters, but I believe it has to be one goaltender has to be included. Skaters yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, So so a goaltender has to be included. So they and. It, I saw something a couple of weeks ago that somebody and this was just a analysis piece was theorizing the Kraken might take oh, as yeah. many as four goaltenders just to stockpile them and then trade a couple of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if they protect Cam, and that's that's fine. Yeah, let's keep well, going. Well, yeah, let's keep going here through here. Let's uh, let's now go to Tyler. Tyler, what's up, dude? You uh, are on a wild vent line. What's up, y'all? How you doing? Good man. Good. How are you? Are you are you the one that called from Hawaii a few games ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, I'm man. sitting on my couch trying to finish watching this Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, third um, overtime, right? Edmonton game going into third overtime. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm wishing the Wild could uh, skate and pass like they are, um, especially in that second period, because uh, it's kind of impressive this over this overtime game. But uh, what what's going on with Dumbo? What what is in his head right now? I don't know. He's he can't pass. He's afraid to take a check take a hit he's afraid to make a check i don't i don't know what's going on okay i'm going to give you my theory here and 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 I, he did make a he did make at least one series of plays in the third period that weren't a disaster um but my theory is this if brodeen struggles at all which he did tonight and brodeen str- has struggled more of late than i've ever seen him struggle before i think dumba is in huge trouble because dumba seems to shrink in the moment of great pressure which is where Brodine excels. Like Brodine ordinarily is such a steady skater, right? Like he's such a steady player. So my theory is that if Brodine has any problems at all, 
Dumbo's in big trouble. And it seemed to be that way tonight again. Um, unfortunately, here the, the trade-off is this. If Matthew Dumba can create offense, it's like, okay, it's not ideal, but he creates offense. And the wild blue line really doesn't create a ton of offense. If he doesn't create a lot of offense, it's sort of like, what's the point? <laughs> because he's not creating offense, and he's often making a key mistake or flipping the puck over the glass without, you know, for a penalty or something that drives you crazy. Yeah, I almost threw my remote at the TV, honestly, <laughs> when he flipped the puck over the glass. And then he was he was in the corner, and uh, he it, some guy was coming up to check him. I don't know who it was, and he passed it right right to one of one of the um one of the opposing guys and it, i just i don't know i had my remote in my hand and I almost busted, busted my big screen tv here it's crazy <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah it's frustrating that that second period was the most frustrating hockey i've watched all, all year oh totally so, dude I, I don't know i don't know what to do but uh <laughs> i like you guys' analysis on on if they play uh play boldy or, or not um coming up here i, I really want to see him but I also, I wouldn't put him in over over some of the, the veterans, just given that dynamic. Unless I don't know, I, I just I just don't know. I, I like what you guys were saying on that though. The most important question when it comes to him is, can he make you better right now? I mean, that's the only thing that they should be focused on. And I think that with his skill set, and unless there's something wrong that we don't don't know about and they certainly haven't told us if there is um i think with what he brings to the table it would be worth seeing because there's a lot of guys in that bottom six playing right now and some do have to play to what what you're saying about veterans but i'll go back to what i said before if you're going to scratch nick bukestead and play kyle rao you could scratch nick bukestead and play matthew boldy and i don't think it's that big a deal i mean kyle rao is a, a little journeyman that's what he is. So I that surprised me. Do you think uh, that will cuz the only thing is is he's young and I know he's he's a bigger guy but I don't think he has that that much weight on him as of now. Do you think the only reason they're playing uh Buke says is cuz we're kind of a smaller team and we need need that that bigger guy but uh Rouse is smaller isn't, isn't he? Yeah, Rouse is yeah. tiny. Rouse big as I am. I, yeah, I don't know. That, Going, That's going, what made no sense. I don't know what's going through Dean's head on that one then, but thanks, mm-hmm. y'all. It's uh, hey, awesome watching you guys after every game. Appreciate You're it, awesome. man. Thank you for supporting us, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, I, I guess I, I can see Bukestead sliding in. I can also – I can I just – I see a situation where he can fit into this lineup. Um, I, just, I don't really understand how he wouldn't. So you could probably if, – if anything, I would – Put Boldy in. I'm, trying, I'm looking at the line chart that was submitted earlier this morning from uh, Sarah McClellan of the Star Tribune, and I would probably, I, I would put Sturm up with you know with Fiala. I put Benino on his left, and I would just put Benino, Bukestad, Parisi on the fourth line, and I think that'd be a fine fourth line. By the way, I think that would be I'd, that'd be great. They're, they're not. I can tell you right now, game six, They're not changing a thing. God. And to his point about um, about Dumba, yeah, I mean, you and I, I, I came on the show on Saturday after the game, and I, I think I'm just out. And with Kalen Addison, by the way, like all things considered, if you trade Matt Dumba, Kalen Addison just slides in and, and replaces and replaces Matt Dumba. That is, if de facto, yeah, like it, it would be a it would be a plug and play yeah. switch right then and there. 
Um, and he'd be ready to play. Look, he was a first-round pick. Bill Guerin knows him well. That was a great trade for Minnesota. They got a first-round pick. They got they got Addison. I know Galchenyuk didn't necessarily work out here either, but still, like that was a very very good trade. He's playing. He's playing a lot in Toronto now. Yeah, it's the damnedest thing. He started the the year with the uh, Senators, and they traded him to Toronto, and he's now like playing all the time there. I don't get that one. I still don't yeah. like him. I, I still was glad that, that I was glad that that was a brief stay here. But yeah, um, yeah, the dumbest thing I'm still done with. I'm done, and and, and I mean I've been behind him for a long time. I, yeah. I, I love what he potentially brought, but again tonight, I mean the pressure came down, and that was I believe it was Brodeen who turned the puck over. So the Wild was trying to break out, should have Brodeen. I think it was lost the puck. And then that's how it ended up behind the net with Dumba, who was just frantically trying to clear it and accidentally sent the puck out of play over the glass. But I just can't take the mistakes at key moments. I just, I can't do it. Like if you're going to win a Stanley Cup or make a playoff run, that can't be part of your DNA. And I mean, it seems like it's part of the, of his fabric. Like there's always something and it just absolutely can kill you. And there definitely is going to be maybe a moment still, and it could happen in game six um, where he's going to score a big-time playoff goal for you. That can still 100% happen, and I can see oh, it yeah. happening. And he has that ability. I'd still like but, to see him shoot more. I'd still like to yes. see him shoot more, and I, and I would actually like to see him get the puck out of the zone himself. He's got enough speed to. Like on, on the play that he flipped the puck out, he saw the forecheck coming and sort of panicked. But, I mean, that's the type of thing where I'd like to see him attempt to at least cut up ice along the boards and get out of there. Like, that's what they needed to do in the second period. They needed to, because they've got the ability to do it, they needed to possess the puck and get the puck out and get the puck in. But it's almost like they stick to the principles of what they believe to be the best idea. And when they backfire, they have no, like, plan B for, oh, my gosh, this isn't working now. What else can we do? And it was like Dean was shouting at him to try and tell him, but it, it clearly in that period didn't work. Let's keep uh, rolling on here in Wild Vent Line. By the way, we're now almost at 1 a.m. here. we still got a, a good amount of people in the room. A couple other invites are still being sent out. Um, this is Wild Vent Line, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. We're from Score North. We have Mackie and Judd. We have Purple Daily. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel if you can. We're also on Apple, Spotify, and ScoreNorth.com. You can find Judd's some. written work. Judd has an EPA. He's uh, he's on a second one already. I'm on uh, a couple couple things at Tequila here. Can't get too crazy. I still got some post production work here, but you don't care about that. We're here about your uh, wild vents. You don't you don't care about me as much as I love to talk about myself. I won't. I won't do anything. They don't give a don't care. Let's uh, let's bring on friend of the show, Cooper. Cooper, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. First of all, shout out to you two for going live at 1 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> Appreciate all the work you put in. I think if Judd wanted to, Judd, Judd would sleep like four and a half hours a day if he could and just and just work the other 20. I think he really would. Maybe I'm speaking for him, but I think he would. I like my, I like my sleep, but there are times that you have to play a full day. See, that's the difference between me and the wild. I don't take the second period <laughs> off, Cooper. <laughs> You know, yeah, Judd, time for some positivity around here. Although that second period could be the worst period I'll watch in my entire life, the here only statistic that matters right now is the score, all right? <laughs> and it's it's a rare double win in Minnesota sports with the Twins coming all the way back for that division <laughs> soon. And the Wild going on to win game six and seven. It's a good night. We got to savor this feeling because come Wednesday, it could come crashing down. And these double wins for Minnesota sports have become more rare than the blue moon. So how are you guys doing? Excited for game six? 
Most definitely. Yeah, man. I, I just want to see a complete game again. Like we saw it in game two. I yeah. want to see a complete game. I want to see them, and they might lose, but that's fine if you lose giving your best shot for the entire game. Um, this series has confused me beyond belief because there have been periods where the Wild does not look like they belong on the same ice. Like, they look awful. And there have been periods where they look damn good. I want, I will take what we got in the third period tonight for an entire game. All right, yeah. And then I guess just to leave you. Yeah, yeah. Just to leave you here, aside from Cam, if you had to hand out a gold star to anyone else in that second period, who would it be? Oh, <laughs> Who dumped the? Who had the least amount of icings <laughs> against them? You know, I think like oh my I, I, point. Yeah. I, I saw a statistic like five Golden Knights players in the second period alone outshot the entire Wild team. Like five of them outshot and, the entire team. Yeah, I was watching with some friends and Alex. Alex Tuck. He's the most noticeable player on the ice, which is just hilarious. His name is said every five seconds by the announcers. He's oh yeah taking shots all day long. You love to see it. But, One yeah, but, shot. On goal, Cooper. <laughs> One shot on They goal. got the win, boys. They got the win. No, you're right. And you know what? It's more fun. But I'm just saying. But it, it just it's frustrating because, like, there's more to give here. Right. There's more to give here, and I want to see it consistently. So, no, but yeah, yes, I, I, I agree. They did, get, they did get the win, and the Twins, what, fell down by a run and came back and scored <laughs> seven or something like that. So they yeah. won big. Nine and so. a half back. Here we come. Are the twins back, Cooper? Are the twins back? Yes, they're coming they're all back. the way back. Cooper, they're Cooper, all the way back. Sports Dad is going to tell you right now. Stop! <laughs> Don't do this to yourself, Cooper. I was oh, your goodness. age once. I tried this. Don't do this to yourself. Temper the expectations so the disappointment won't be as great. There is no girl who will break your heart like Minnesota sports. <laughs> I can I can actually vouch for that as well. That is true. All right, boys. Very thanks, for, thanks, Cooper, for, thanks for coming on, man. You're Appreciate awesome. it. Yeah, it's uh they are. No, I I I've I've I'm knocking on thirty, unfortunately. I know I don't look like it. I know I look like I'm seventy. I was like, Oh, that guy's drinking, what's your age? Cluck, cluck, cluck. Yeah, I'm twenty eight. So <laughs> um and, and, and if and if you if you want to clap back at me for drinking, let's let's have a drink and let's let's talk about it. And yes, Benjamin, I will be cutting my hair this week. In fact, if we make it to a game seven, there'll be a fresh new do because I could believe I get cut on Thursday between days. So I, I purposely got a haircut because I knew the WoW would win game six and force a game seven. So I could be all sleepy on a Friday night, ready for event line for the, the game part, seven win. You're going to pay far too much for that haircut. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. But yes, no, I don't need to play. You get what you pay for. Get what you pay. I saw so many people complaining about their cable services tonight. They couldn't find CNBC or the what? Twins game was blocking um, Bally Sports North. So it was on Bally Sports North. Plus, my Chromebook has been working great for the last two months. Get what you pay for, people. Are you serious? Yeah, I saw a lot of people. They were trying to figure okay. out where the Wild game was on. If you have Xfinity, 863 is Fox Sport or Bally Sports North. 963 is Bally Sports North Plus. It's that easy. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. People, other people don't know that. And for whatever reason, I just, I just, okay. I, I plug and play. Okay. Let me, I, let me say something right now. That's very important. If you don't know where Valley sports plus is, you need a better relationship with your remote and your cable. Yeah. Like, see, that's the thing is I've got a great, my relationship with my cable, my remote is outstanding. We're very close. So I know where everything is because sure. that's important. Sure. 
Don't be caught off guard here. No, I, I had the, I had the Vegas stuff. feed on. I think, and by the way, the Vegas feed I think is my favorite television hey, feed. So quickly, in the tell, world. tell me about the Parisi thing between periods. Yeah, Gary Lawless, who I believe I think he does some writing for the Athletic. I'm not. He's their, inform, he's their information guy, but I think he works for the Golden Knights. Yeah, he does work for the Golden Knights. He is there, in my opinion, the equivalent of Jim Pete. He is there. Jim. He tells it like it is. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. It is great. Gary Law, yeah, Vegas Golden Knights insider, color on radio, digital columnist. He comes on during the second intermission. So I made it a mission. I, I tried to watch all the opposing intermission or opposing uh, broadcasts, excuse me, uh, during the season because I have my ways of watching the game since I can't watch the game with cable and YouTube TV and streaming. So I watch them in other ways. I want to get into how I watch them in those ways. Yeah, I wouldn't know. That being said, yeah, Gary Lawless was asked about his relationship. Um, the uh, play-by-play guy asked him about Dean Evason and Zach Preece's relationships, and he cut him off immediately. He goes, well, there is no relationship. That relationship is over. And and, and this is someone, too, who's a, who's a national guy who doesn't work for the team, or the Wild, that is, and is saying those things. And he's plugged in as a gets, man. Like, this is someone who, who understands it. And I just appreciate a television broadcast that literally isn't sugarcoating anything and isn't afraid to call them out. I watched games this regular season where when the Wild did outplay Vegas, because as we know, they dominated them in the regular season, where they came on and they said Vegas was embarrassing tonight and it was a complete joke and they need to be better this, this, and that. If the Wild lose 8 nothing on the local broadcast, it's, well, just forget about it. Oh, well, this person had a good game. It's remarkable to hear competent and just normal, unbiased opinions. And you can, by the way... Last thing on this before I continue to go on the soapbox. You can be a team employee and criticize. Watch a, watch a Timberwolves basketball game. You can be a team employee and criticize the team. That can exist. That absolutely can exist. And then Look me being the radio guy, I can just I can all-encompassing rip everyone. That's kind of what I like to do. So, sorry. That's what I wanted to do. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. That was impressive. All right. Keep going. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. Let's go to uh, Josh in Oregon. Josh is in Oregon, so he only gets, I think, opposing broadcast. Josh, what's going on, dude? Uh, well, I, I watched the national stuff, but I, I had the uh, NHL TV, so I watched the, the local uh, homers okay. most of the week, most of the season. Anyways... Um, I wanted to hop on here. I had a feeling the Wild would win this game. I texted a few buddies beforehand, and I said, look, they're going to win game five and lose game six. And, uh, you know, going into this this series, we thought, oh, this team's different, blah, blah, blah. It's got a real 2019 Twins vibe, if you ask me. <laughs> um, and that, that just went out the window in game three. You know, this, this same old, same old Wild. So why would we expect anything different? I go back to 2016, game six. They go down four rip. Almost come back, can't get it done. Next year, game five against St. Louis. I think they were down center amount. Uh, you know, furious rallies come back and lose in overtime. I'm expecting the same thing in, uh, in game six. But I will say this. If they find a way to win game six, they'll win the series because the pressure is going to mount on Vegas. They've yes. never closed that at home. They just... Blew a 3-1 series two years ago. 
and uh, the Wild are 3-0 on the road game seven. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm fully expecting a game six loss, though. I think you're right. I Josh, I, I think you I think you nailed how this is gonna go perfectly, but you're right. So I so the pressure should be shifting, right? Like the Golden Knights should start to feel the pressure now. And and they, they were to their credit clearly uh throwing everything but the kitchen sink at the wild to try to, to come back tonight and win that game. But uh, I'm with you. I think the wild so I, I think the wild should feel the pressure going to the Golden Knights for game six. But I think because it's going to be at the X, they'll actually have that pressure. That being said, you just hit it. If they win game six somehow, I think they go in and play the Golden Knights there again and beat them because the pressure will be on the Golden Knights. And and the Wild plays really well there um, a lot of times. They didn't in the second period tonight, but they do at times. So I think your scenario is absolutely correct. Well, here's what I would have liked to have seen and why that second period is especially disappointing. You know, Flurry has a pension. He'll play well, but he could have a blow-up game, right? And so if you had at least put a little more pressure on him, maybe got, I don't know, 25, 30 shots rather than 12, yes. I, I see a repeat of what they did in 2003 when they came back against Vancouver and it was like a 7-2 onslaught. You know, yes. and, th- and, then, and then Vegas is in even a worse position because what do they do in game seven? Do they go to Leonard? They haven't played the entire series, or do they go to – to flurry. So I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm not getting my hopes up, but uh, we'll see what happens. What, what disappointed me tonight in the second period, especially to your point about flurry was that he was, he had started to give up some rebounds. He looked for him shaky and it's like, okay, then come out in the second period and, and at least generate shots and rebounds and drive the net and continue to, to expose that. And they didn't come close. Yeah. So that was frustrating to watch because I felt like he, he was a little bit on the ropes after that first period. And instead of being able to sort of continue to go after him and see if he did have what, as you referred to a blow up game, they got one shot on goal. So exactly. disappointing to see that. Great stuff, man. Thank you very much, Josh. Thanks. Appreciate it, Josh. Yeah. I, I think he has a good point. If they win game six, they're going to win this series. They're going to win the whole damn thing. I really do think so. Win the, win the series. Win the series. I, I said a whole damn thing as in maybe that means they could they could go and win the cup. They'll, they'll win the series. If, uh, yeah. If, if yeah. they get back to Vegas for game seven, I think they win the series. Unfortunately for them, with how they're wired, I think they're going to feel a tremendous amount of pressure in game six, which would be ideal for them not to. Oh, man. This just came in. Uh, Jets won. Triple overtime. The Oilers have been swept yeah, by the Winnipeg Jets. So wow. here's my guess. I think Dave Tippett might get fired as coach. Oh, yeah. Um, He's gone. This is a, this is a disaster um, for a lot, of, a lot of parties, including the league itself. The Jets are a really solid team, and I like the Jets. But Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl are now gone. And Connor McDavid continuing to be gone if you're this league is a huge deal. Like this is, he is the best player in the world and to not have him pass the first round and to have him out after four games. Um, if you're, if you're the league's PR wing, that ain't good Declan, but yeah, I think Tippett's gone. Um, I'll be very curious to see what they do because the Edmonton Oilers have no excuses now. And they are, unfortunately for them, their secondary scoring is almost non-existent. Yep. It is. And I don't know what they're going to do. I, I don't know how they're going to change things. 
I wonder if your guy's going to be back then because I will say this. He's a good player, Ryan. Eugene Hopkins, really good. Uh, but if he comes back, it's going to be very expensive, and you're going to be able to do less with the rest of your roster. Yeah. Get him here. Get him here. I, I, I told you on Saturday, if they got it's him. Not, it's a good idea. It's a season ticket. I'm, I'll be, I could be a season ticket holder. I might get a season ticket holder, and if I can't gonna, get his jersey. If you but. bought a wild season ticket, my guess is you'd be filing Chapter 11 a couple weeks after that. I might be. I had a good year at Score North. You don't know. And, and, and by and by <laughs> next month. Ball... six figures to get season tickets. <laughs> I can do a 10-game package, okay? I can do okay, a smaller okay. game well, you package. Said it's a smaller. T- you said season, season That's still ticket. season tickets. You can still do season tickets for a small package. I don't mean 40. I'm not going to 41 games. That is just psycho. I don't know any people who don't oh, do wait, all that. Wait, 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 wait. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is your man crush, and now you're bailing? I might. If he's on the line with Fiala, I guess if if well, if, I don't know if my heart can take it. I don't know if my heart can take watching those two on the ice. That might even be a whole thing. So, do uh, we have well, some more people in? Keep? Yeah, we, we we do. We do. Let's uh, let's go to coming. Ezekiel. Ezekiel, what's up, man? You're well. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. It, yeah, good it is a very good morning. I'm uh, going to do a little bit of a stick tap here for Cam Talbot. Absolutely deserves it. Uh, that the defense and forwards should be buying him breakfast if at not least making it for him tomorrow morning they should be babysitting for him and the wife <laughs> because they deserve it yes the, the sherwood hockey stick oh sherwood i love the sherwood. oh yeah classic yep hold, yep in, in fact keep, keep i'll going. give you keep a minute going. i'll give you a minute i think he, I think he has one <laughs> i have some for you uh, Declan, I do have a uh, Thomas Vanek here for My man. the old core. Thank you. Very, no. you know what? I know he was a disappointment, and Judd's probably now running back to the screen. But very misunderstood tenure with Thomas Vanek here. Very all misunderstood. I, all I got to do is tweet one Hold picture on. to uh, some people at the uh, fan or whatnot, and they go crazy. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. No. I. I. Uh, it was very misunderstood. He has a Thomas Thomas Vanek jersey also on Judd. Oh, you do. Oh, Vanek jersey. love it, love it. I mean, I don't love it, but I love it. I don't like it either. <laughs> a nice goalie Sherwood. stick. There you go. Gilles, oh, yeah. Gilles Malash, broken goalie stick. The Sherwood goalie, very, very good. Old school, baby. <laughs> One of the better goaltenders in the league at that time, too. Absolutely. He stole the North Stars more than their share of games. Played in the uh, – he, he and – Beaupre backstopped him in the 81 Stanley Cup Finals loss against the Islanders, but it was a lot of fun. What's on your mind, man? uh, Just Cam Talbot. uh, Matthew Dumba pulled a game one by tossing the uh, puck out of the ice onto the stands. Like, at this point, you got to scratch him. You just just got to. But who are you going to put in there? And they're not going to. He's not Exactly. And Matthew – Boldy needs to be on this power play. The future, yes, I we will see it, but we need to see that next game going forward, I believe. I'm with you, but we're not going to. Like I know. There's been no – in fact, I believe, I believe the whole crew of uh, Black Aces did not travel. I think Boldy was not there. He's, he's back here still. Just so, Allen. Yeah, yeah. So they're not going to play – I mean, I'm convinced of that now. They're just not going to. I don't know exactly what their reasons are. They won't explain them. Um, 
If they had never, you know what? If they had never scratched Bukestead and they had played Parisi in place of Johansson in Game Four, I I would be like, okay, I sort of get what they're thinking at least. But when I'll go, go back to when you play Rao and scratch Bukestead and then bring Bukestead back, I, I'm thoroughly confused as to what the thought process is there. Unless there's something wrong with Baldy that they are not divulging. And then one other note before I let you all go for the morning. I do have a doctor's appointment coming up here very soon. So, uh, you know what? I, I can't even remember. It's been a very long night morning. It's been a long night. Uh, oh, wait. The Wild Ultimate Tease, this year's version, is the ultimate tease. They give you, they give you this brief flavor of what it could be, this brief little look at what it could be. And then we get the second period of tonight's game where Cam Talbot stands on his head. Right. Absolutely. You guys have a very good morning. Stick taps all around. Very nice. Ezekiel, thank you very, very much. Let's see here. Actually, a little bit of semi-breaking news. Uh, The start time for game six between the Vegas Golden Knights and Minnesota Wild is set for 8 p.m. Central time. Oh, okay. That's better. 8 p.m. Central time on NBCSN and Sportsnet in Canada. Uh, so game six between the Knights and the Wild back here in St. Paul set for 8 o'clock p.m. Central time on Wednesday. So probably 8, 8, 10 to 8.15, but that still means 8.35 yeah, to 8.45. Can, can we just also, can we, can we just put, what is the actual, is there a three-minute window? Like, you know, when, when like baseball says 7.10, sometimes it's, you know, 7.11 or 7.12 or even like 7.09. Sure. Like, what the hell? Can you not just say, the, like the beauty of the NFL if you say 12 p.m. kick, that ball is in the air at 12.01 at the very latest, you know? I I think they try and delay the games a little bit if they possibly can for if there's an early game, which often, of course, Declan goes into OT. Sure. I think they try and delay it. Like, they don't delay it in perpetuity, but they delay it for a bit. I think Got it. that's why okay. it is annoying. Drop the puck. I'm with you totally. A reasonable time for a Wednesday, not 9.30. The things I got to do today before even a puck drop, I took I a, I got to do grocery shopping, I watched some, watch some wrestling, I got a nap in, I got a car wash, I did even again, a Target pickup run. Again, the fans don't care. Yeah, no, they care. They care. You're, you're running through your day. All right. I, I, we'll I keep going. It's 1.15 in the morning. We got four more guests left here on Wild Vent Line. Uh, let's, go to, let's go to Jake in his North Stars jersey. Jake, what's up, buddy? How are you? Jake, great threads. Little muted here. Not too much, boys. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Excellent. Doing well. A few things. There's one thing I want to talk about, but then there's other things that have come up that I just want to touch on. First of all, Judd, your take on Parisi's play, I think it was spot on. Um, his decline has been no fault of his own. He's he's going to bust his ass. Mm-hmm. All, you know, whatever. It's his, Even at his prime, he was never the Patrick Kane, the Crosby, the Ovechkin. He, he he was a grinder. He just outworked everybody, and that's that's why he was good. And that's a young man's game. I think the injuries have have built up, and it's just he can't play that way anymore successfully. Yeah. Um, other thing, Declan, you're looking to get some season tickets. My dad's got a a package. Lost a partner. He's, I'm sure if you want to okay. buy some tickets off him. Okay. He's got uh, two in the lower level, right behind the penalty box, and four up in the club. Oh wow! On the rail. That that plays. I don't know. Yeah, my bank account might disagree, but if RNH is coming <laughs> over, I'm I'm all in. If RNH yeah. is here, I'm all in. I'm all in. Four in the up. club on the rail, right by the bathroom. I mean, in and out. Oh, I love good. that. Yep, exactly. love that. Love um, that. the other thing, the boldy the boldy talk. I'd love to see him, but is he? From what I've read, he's not even practicing with the team, is he? Mm-hmm. He didn't even travel. 
Yeah, so you can't. How do you throw a guy into a game if he's not even playing? They're not going to. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. As well, I'd love to see it, but it's just not going to happen. Agreed. Um, What was the other thing? Uh, So the main thing I was thinking was, I mean, every analyst I hear talk says, um, the Wild, they look slow through the neutral zone. They can't get anything going. I agree, but the one thing I'm noticing, and maybe I'm just seeing it from myself, but it seems like Vegas is clogging up the neutral zone with pre-lockout hockey tactics, clutching and grabbing, slowing it down, which is supposed to be illegal now, and it, I feel like it's just not getting called. And if, I mean, the way with the Wild play today, especially in the third, they did a little more clutching and grabbing and slowing the game down, and it, and it didn't get called. Is that just what they have to do? Do they have to start yes. playing that way and hope they don't yes. get called for it? Yes, that's exactly what I would do, because depth-wise, the Golden Knights are faster than your team is. So, yeah. yes, I, I would do exactly that. I, I would cl- uh, clutch and grab. I would try and and bump guys as much as possible. So it, yep. it wouldn't be, you know, I, I wouldn't be holding or hooking. Right. Uh, but in the second period, that's what I thought that they would start to do. I mean, you've got to slow that down. And they did. Yeah. And, and the problem is, the problem is it snowballs itself. And so it was as if the Wilds started to stand around and watch them. And yeah. that's where Talbot, thank God, he played for their sake so well but yes i would i would employ more of a neutral zone tactic of trying to slow them um because what you need to do is slow them down get them to preferably in neutral turn the puck over and then go and then go back at them because i if you if you could find um a chart of possession time how much possession time do you think that the wild had tonight in the second period in the golden knight zone Oh, it's it felt, it five felt to one. Zero. Yeah, it felt yeah. like zero. Yeah, I mean, you've got to find a way to you've got to find a way to combat that. And and it was better in the third period, but I mean, you you could have give, given up without great goaltending easily. What five goals in that period? And yeah, if you do, you're cooked. You're just done. So, I, well, I don't yeah. think the Zamboni even cleaned off the Vegas side of the ice after the second period. I think they just did the, the half, and that was it. But I, I think what you're saying is dead on. I I think. If Vegas starts to employ what they did in the second period in Game Six, you have to start to to find ways to slow them down, interfere with them. Hopefully, yeah. don't don't get called. But I think you're right. I think the officials, deep in their hearts for playoffs, do not want to call that. Yeah. So I think you have more. I think you have more leeway unless you're doing something egregious. Egregious, which right? I'm not suggesting. Yep. And even like I noticed it so many times today, the Wild would finally get possession in their own zone they try to break through and even just to do a dump and chase the guy that dumped it he had the vegas guy just again slowing him down a little chip here and there and now he's going to lose the battle on the boards and vegas gets the puck back and they come right back the other way and it's just it's like i said that's that's pre-lock that's pre-lockout hockey which is supposed to be written out of the rules it's not getting called but if it's not getting called then let's let's play that game then i mean exactly yeah exactly great stuff man thank you jake thanks for coming on man yeah appreciate it yeah, I, I mean, I, I do like that. I mean, there was an obvious trip late in the third period that they just ignored. Yeah. They just they, they just ignored. They let them play, and that's where, again, you know, the refs aren't working against your favorite team, you buffoons. It's the referees, the Golden Knights had some complaints. and In fact, I think the power plays were, what, two to nothing for the Golden Knights tonight? I think they, they had, yes. The, yes. The Golden Knights went one for two in the power play. The Wild did not have a power play, but I actually felt – that the Golden Knights probably had more complaints, mm-hmm. but 
you're right. That nobody's working against anybody here. Like there's no conspiracy to get a game six. That's all a bunch of BS. Um, but I think Jake's I, what we just talked about would be my default position in a period like the second, which is you've got to find a way to one slow them down and two get the puck from them and turn it and, and transition. The Wild literally in the second period had Declan no transition game. Yep. Zero. Yeah, the transition game's been brutal for them. It's been a really bad. I mean, bad you've got to have an option to have some type of way to transition. And it can't be icing, especially now that, that if you do ice the puck, you have to keep the same players on the ice. Yep. Like, it's not like a break and, and the you, you could change the three forwards and the two defensemen. They're stuck out there. So you've got to find a way to transition that's not just trying to ice the puck to get guys off the ice. I hear you. Let's uh, keep rolling here. Just a few more calls left here on Wild Vent Line. Thank you, everyone, for uh, hanging out with us. We got over 400 people hanging out with us right now on our YouTube channel. Appreciate you guys. Hit that subscribe button if you can and uh, help us out. It helps us out a ton at Score North. Let's go to uh, Ryan. Ryan, what's up, man? Hey, on Wild Vent Line. How are you, dude? I'm good. How are you guys? Great. Doing well, man. Hey, just to extend on uh, Judd's point with uh, the icings, not only do you have to keep the, the same line on, the, the offensive team gets to pick what side of the ice that the draw is on, so they're always going to put it on the strong side, so they're going to have an advantage there. Absolutely. Um, so Judd had made a, a, a bunch of points today about how, how Dumba's play has kind of been built into his DNA, and, and I'm wondering if um, – a bit of that second period is kind of built into the wilds DNA. And I know there's been a lot of turnover with the players that they've never been a team that is, is has extended on these great starts and, and blown teams out. They've always kind of gotten leads and played defense and tried to hold those leads. And I, I wonder if some of that is, is still in this team's DNA that they, they try to play defense. I think you're right. And I hate that. And I really like the changes, um, the, the fact that they brought in guys like Cole, Benino. I like that. But, yes, I feel like what you just said is right. There is still some of this whole mentality. But, but what I don't understand is how do you not – like, I get it, okay? Second period. Let's say you come out and play poorly, which they did. How do you not – turn that around until you go in for for the third period like how do you not have the ability from a coaching standpoint from a player standpoint to be like okay this isn't good we need to adjust some things here um i'm not saying wholesale changes i am saying it's been really bizarre to me that in the second third period in game three pretty much the entire game in game four and then the second period tonight in game five they look like a different team at times yeah and I don't. I guess that it just confuses me because they belong on the same ice with the Golden Knights when they're playing like they did, especially in the first period, but also the third period. In the second period, and and here at the X, which is really weird, there were times where they looked like they were should should have been done in four games, and I I don't get that. Right. I don't get that, and I and I don't get if that's more mentality that has to change eventually here. That Garen's going to have to you know continue to turn things over when a guy like Zach is gone and potentially down the road Suter is gone. But, yeah, it is really a confounding thing to watch them um, have the ebbs and flows and highs and lows 
that they have because I like them. I like where they're going. And I guess it's why I personally think that if you brought Boldy in and he improved the team and brought some speed, I know they're not going to play him, but I just don't see the downside to at least experimenting with that. Right. And it's especially frustrating as, as a wild fan to see a bunch of other teams in the playoffs bring up guys. I mean, Spencer Knight had 36 saves tonight for or today for Florida to beat Tampa and Montreal in a tied series brought in uh, Caulfield. And mm-hmm. I mean, even, even bringing in Addison, he doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. It's, I was talking with a friend tonight that it's, it's frustrating as you brought up continuously tonight that putting in Rao just made no sense that why you wouldn't play a person like Boldy. And I haven't seen the the minute breakdown, but Boldy, Boldy's had so much experience, be it in NCAA or in world juniors that he's played in, in this playoff type atmosphere. And I know the NHL playoffs is just that next step up and he's just, he's continued to succeed everywhere he's been. And it's, it's not like you need to bring Boldy in to come in and play 18 minutes. You can bring him in, and and if it's not going well early, play him the eight minutes that you played Kyle Rao. But if it's going good, right. you can just continue to give him more minutes. And I, I think that Fiala and Kaprizov can only benefit by having more skill around them. And, I mean, the Kaprizov goal tonight was a, a perfect example that when Zuccarello puts pressure on somebody and opens up Kaprizov, he can finish. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's been so much of their problem with the Kaprizov line with Zuccarello is Zuccarello has become so passive in moments in this series that mm-hmm. he gets the puck and he's looking to pass it back to Kaprizov and then Kaprizov gets it, gets it and he's got two men on him. Like I have to pass it too. And what drove me crazy was in game four, when when Kaprizov picked off a pass in the slot from a Golden Knights player, and Kaprizov was on his right wing along the boards, and, and Kaprizov picks off the pass, and there's a guy coming at him, but he's in the slot with the puck, right? Mm-hmm. And he passes it to Zuccarello, who shoots from the boards. What are you doing? Like, right. you're Kirill Kaprizov. Um, find a way to get that shot off. And, like, if it gets saved, it gets saved. I don't care. But, like, you just made a pass that was a low-percentage pass, and Matt's got a shot off, and it was nice. But it was from the boards. So that's where I need these guys to, like, get what they are supposed to do. But what you said is, to me, the most important thing, which is you need 22 and 97 need a center that can make plays for them, not who is defensively responsible. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, Victor Esk made some plays in the defensive zone. Well, he can do that in the fourth line, right? I need guys that can set those guys up because the problem, too, is if you're the Golden Knights for the most part, you've known going into the series that if you focus on Kaprizov on that line, you know, Hartman or Rask isn't good enough to play with those guys. And for the most part, Mats is going to pass. Mm-hmm. So, like, the predictability of that line outside of Kaprizov was huge. That's yeah. a really bad place to start. Like, if I can, if, if I know what you're going to do, my life, pretty simple. If yeah. I don't know what you're going to do, now Kaprizov becomes a real pain because there's different alternatives. So, right. good point. Uh, one quick final point. Um, with um, how well Addison played today, do you think they would ever think about – 
putting Addison with Brodine and then moving Dumba to Cole. I mean, I know that that's Spurgeon and. No, um, I love that. I, I, I've not thought of that. I love that idea. No, I think there's zero chance. Because like, they like the consistency. Yes. They've, they've had a tendency yeah. to stick with consistency. What, what's, De- what's Dean done? Um, unless absolutely up against it. Right. What's, what's, Dean, what's Dean done? Like, I love what you're saying. I think it's a great idea potentially, but they're, yeah, they seem to be in love with the consistency and there's, there's, I don't think they've done one thing in this series that surprised me. Right. Right. So yeah. Great stuff, man. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yes, absolutely. Ryan, thanks, thanks guys. Have a great night. Ryan. Appreciate you. We'll, uh, We'll roll through a couple more calls here as we uh, okay. wrap up on Wild Bill. It's, it's only one thirty in the morning, and I just finished. I mean, I could pour a little bit more, but I probably should. We got to be in the studio. I have to be in the studio. Well, you're in the studio know, tomorrow. I don't know I'm coming in tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know I'm coming in tomorrow. I'm mm-hmm. not trying. I, I'm at work right here from the home office. Yeah, tomorrow. good for you. Yeah, no, I won't. I'll be in the work. I'll, I'll be in my studio. Yep, I'll be in the studio in nine but hours, you know what? eight hours. I'm, I'm cutting myself off at two. Good eight. for you. Good for you. I'm proud of you for uh, making that adjustment. Proud of you for making that adjustment. Let's uh, let, let's go to Nick. Nick, what's up, dude? You're on Wild Vent Line. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, good. man. How are you? Pretty good. I uh, just wanted to start it off. You know, Carell played well. Greenway played really well. Made himself noticeable. First time since, like, game one. Mm-hmm. Maybe two. Uh, Felino, always consistency. Uh, obviously, Talbot. Can't say enough about him. Uh, props to Parisi, veteran goal, but just he doesn't belong in this thing. Uh, yeah. Second, second thing, uh, that stolen goal. It just seemed like Spurgeon was just flat, caught flat-footed. I don't know if you guys saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Bro- Brodeen was awful today. He made a couple mistakes, especially that penalty that led to the power play goal. That's a weird one. Like, he's ordinarily so steady. And I, I feel like the past, I don't know, few weeks, and certainly through this series, we've talked about what you just said. Like, th- think about during the course of the season, how many bad plays has he made? Like, there's sure. very few, and he's ordinarily mm-hmm. just so steady. And I do think that's part of the problem with Dumba, is when Brodeen struggles at all, Dumba doesn't have the the ability to sort of pick him up, right? Like, like mm-hmm. cause he, because it's it's Brodine is the steady one, and Dumba's the guy that can rush the puck a little bit and certainly shoot. Um, but yeah, I was surprised again, and and it feels like, it feels like for how ordinarily steady and great Brodine is, and he's not a player that you notice a ton, but he makes a ton of plays. That he has scuffled or, and struggled a bit more than usual, which is really surprising because. I've always perceived his heart rate to be really flat. Like, like yeah, he doesn't exactly. get excited. He doesn't get flustered. And it feels like he's gotten flustered a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't know. what Just like with the defense, especially, it seems like it's just at least the top three, Berdeen, uh, Studer, and Spurgeon, they're usually just so steady that when they make a mistake, it's just unnoticeable. And it mm-hmm. seems like they've mm-hmm. made a lot more in this series, the last few games especially. Agreed. Yep. Okay. And then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that go ahead. that uh, what that other guy or previous caller was saying. I was going to say Addison to the second for Dumba. Obviously, it won't happen. But at, if we did, maybe even it would give Dumba a spark. 
light mm-hmm. something under him, prove himself. I like the thought. I like the thought too, man. I really do. It's an intriguing thought, and and I wonder if it wouldn't also give Brodeen a little bit of a spark. Yeah, like if you took Dumbo away from Brodeen, I think Brodeen would get the hint as well. Um, that's an interesting. That's a really. I agree. I don't think they'll do it. I mm-hmm. sort of like the idea, though. It would surprise me. And again, I don't think the Wild's done a thing in this series that surprised me. I'd like to see something where, you know what? Well, no, I shouldn't say that. The Rao move shocked me. I didn't like it. I'm talking about a pleasant surprise. Yeah, and that would, I think, like with Boldy, it's just getting the young guys the experience, too. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as for the second period, I think the Gophers could have played better. <laughs> oh, Motsko would have gone nuts. Are you yeah. kidding? Bob would have melted down on him. Yeah. In the locker room, Bob would have called a bleeping timeout halfway through that period and reamed him. Heard that. Heard that. And then last point, even with the how well the Wild have played at home all year, uh, am I wrong to feel that worse about our chances in game six and a potential game seven? I don't know if that's my oh. 24 years of uh, Minnesota fandom coming into play there, but no, I think that's a good point, man. Because I agree with you. I I kind of agree too. Like if if they if they force Game Seven, I love their chances. And Vegas just hasn't been able to close out series before. And now that we're riding this little high that they were, even though they they basically squeaked by, right? They squeaked by with a win. Um, yeah, it, it you can't play like this and win again. Like basically, the, you can't replicate that same success and win again. There, there's zero chance it happens. And I shouldn't say zero, but a very close chance, a zero chance it happens. So, yeah, I feel you. I know it's easy to say, yeah, game six is a must win because they have to win it. But yeah, I I like their chances more in a game seven than it is going in to Wednesday's game. Yeah. All right. I Thank agree, you guys. Thanks, hey, Nick. Nick. Thanks for coming care. on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it, it, that's that is a hilarious point to look at. I, and look, you could—I know everyone's probably trying to say, "Look, well, yeah, they're down and they're through their backs against the wall." But if if they force Game Seven, I truly think it's over. I, I truly think they'll they'll go to Vegas and they'll win. I, I think the problem is they are going to. I think if they got to a Game Seven, they wouldn't feel the pressure, and the Golden Knights would for sure. Uh, I think the problem is that they they should now. I, I mean, they stole a game here like they just stole a game Talbot was fantastic um I think they should come back feeling at ease I think they'll feel pressure Uh and and there's something about playing here now which is weird because uh, and you know during the course of the season they played great here now part of that was before zero fans so it's not like it, it was a home ice advantage with a lot of screaming fans but yeah if they can somehow steal game six here I'm with you I think they'll win game seven. I am very dubious about the fact that they will steal game six. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, man. And, you, and, and to be clear, too, you can't expect Talbot to do yep. uh, on Wednesday what he did tonight. I agree. Like, I mean, that's a huge ask. That is an enormous ask. So at some point in time here, it's incumbent on you to play a complete game, which they haven't done probably since game two, and, and also to find ways – um, to generate offense and goals, and it, it, I hate it. Was a it's fun they won. I'm glad there's a game six. My personal dilemma here is I don't know how to feel about it. Right. I hear you. 
Let's uh let, let's wrap it up here, Joe. We got one more caller here. We may as well wrap it up with a loyal I mean, listener and a loyal supporter. Like I know you would. Um, and yeah, especially if you're working from home, you can just be working from your bed. I I can't do that. I'm I have not to make sure this. Sh- I'm in the home office. I, right I, now. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, you got a sleeping bag. You and Stella will cuddle up. I'm sure you'll be great. You'll the be bedroom's fine. right over there. So well, that's nice. Good for you. Right over there. Nice little lock. Mine's through that door. I don't need to show anyone that. Let's uh let, let's wrap with Alex. Alex in Texas. Oh, our, guy Alex. our buddy. Hey guys, wrap us up yeah. here, man. Welcome work, to Wild Event. Life. What up? I work. I work from home too, so I don't really have to go anywhere. And you know, very um, nice. I think Duba's playing himself into a Seattle Kraken jersey. Who is that? Dumba. 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 Yeah, I think um, he's playing himself into a Seattle Kraken jersey right now. He's either doing that, or they're going to find a way trade to trade him. him before then. But yeah, I I don't think he's back now. Yeah, because I was right to protect him because I, I I've always liked him, but. I agree. He's I'm totally with I, I, you. He, yeah, he's shown what he is. I you think he's going to get better, but he just doesn't. Um, it's also nice to have a goaltender to you can if the team's not failing to save you. We even had that in, in Minnesota, in I don't know how long. Um, probably since Rolo, um, which is mm-hmm. saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed mm-hmm. the first period. I was out doing family things, and from what I hear, it was a great period. What I don't understand is the Wild know how to beat the Knights. They yeah. are the Knights' kryptonite, so I don't understand why they just took games three and four off. Yeah, they, they, literally, they literally took the last two games off. Or the second period tonight. Yeah. 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 No, it, I have no idea. It, it, yeah, and it was nice to see Parisi get a goal, but they've got to they've got to upgrade. They're, and it's and I was thinking, Garen is Chuck Fletcher, Chuck Fletcher did give us Caprice off, so I'm happy for that, mm-hmm. but. I just wonder how the expansion draft would have went if Garen was a GM as opposed to Fletcher. Like, would we still have would Tuck still be on the Wild? Or my know? guess is yes. I, yeah. I I think Bill Garen would have looked. I, I mean, Bill Garen was a guy who was a captain of teams, played forward. Uh, I think he would have looked at Tuck and seen the ability there. The problem is if if, um, if you go back to that time, was that the Wild was in love with Charlie Coyle still. And so they thought Charlie I, Coyle was going I never, to be that that guy. Never and he, it. Well, and he doesn't yeah. have the. And I, I mean, he doesn't. One, he doesn't have the talent, and he's not a bad player, right. but he doesn't have the talent that Tuck does. But he certainly doesn't have the big man mentality that Tuck does. Like right. Tuck is what there are elements of Tuck's game that I would sit Greenway down this summer and say, "We watch this. This is what you can be, at least partially." Uh, but Coyle, yeah, so they were still, they thought Coyle, in fact, to Dex's point, they might have protected, they might have made that trade. Uh, so they got they got the Golden Knights to take Hala, and then they traded them Tuck. That might have been partially based on Coyle as well, to protect Coyle. Because yeah. like, I, I think if you had exposed Coyle, the Golden Knights take him. And I'm going to tell you right now, think about if you had Alex Tuck on your roster – and Charlie Coyle was a Golden Knight, or or had been traded. Um, you would take that trade off in. Oh, yeah, they would have given up on Carl on Coyle. They seem yeah. to. Know, unfortunately, even though we talked about it last time I was on here, how 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 much of a joke I think it is that Vegas is good. You still can't take away the fact that even though yes, they're better than what they should be because they're an expansion team, but they are a very well run organization. Mm-hmm. So I think even exactly. I think they're going to be good for a long time, which you know. Which we can't say about the Wild because you know the, the Minnesota Wild are the typical pull the seat from underneath you when you think they're going to do something good, 
Like they won game one. All right. They know how to beat the Knights. It's going to happen. Game two, okay. Game two was crazy situation. Game three and four, it's like, okay, they're done. And then like going into tonight's game, I went out with my family because, you know what? They're probably not going to play very well. They're probably not going to win this game as much as I love the Wild. And then I come home and they're up three, three nothing. It was three one when I came home. It's like, and then I'm looking at the shots. It's like 30 shots to like seven. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, obviously, uh, Mark Andre is not playing well. If we only got three goals on eight shots, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm then I'm watching him step back. I'm like, it is. It's so it's so right. It's like we get that big lead in the wild. Just okay, we're gonna bet, we're gonna fall back and play defense. When was the last time the Penguins got a three zero lead, or mm-hmm. the Capitals with Ovechkin got a three zero lead and said, okay, we're just gonna sit back? No, they attacked. They attacked. They attacked. They attacked. You know, I don't what, know though, why. I don't know it, why we just sit back. You know what? In in the second period, I don't think they even sat back on purpose, though. I think they got the game got taken to them so badly they didn't have an answer, didn't know what to do, and basically started watching. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't even like a I, – at least personally, I didn't think it was I, – I didn't even see prevent defense. I just saw a team that was literally running around like their hair was on fire and their goaltender saved their ass. That's what I saw. Um, cause I, I, I know what you're talking about, but that would have meant that you were trying to trap them in the neutral zone, right. And slow them down. They didn't even do that. The third period was more indicative of trying to hold the lead. The second period was like, there was no plan. It was bizarre. I, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah. I just can't figure which it is out. At worst, at worst comes to worst. Just keep attacking. I mean, you have a three Oh lead. Yes. You know, then, and you then got the goaltender on the ropes to your yeah. point yeah. for the first time yeah. in the series. The flower was on the ropes. He's given up rebounds. He's not looking great. Um, now that's the time to keep coming at them. And instead you just got, and I, I'm sorry, the Golden Knights are not that much better than you are. Like, oh, no. they're better, but they're not that much the better. Avalanche that's a ridiculous. Are, but not the yeah. Knights. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's not talk about oh, the ads. And then the thing about the Winnipeg and Edmonton series, real quick Winnipeg is probably the last Canadian team that the NHL wants to do well. Yes. I, you know, I, would I mean, yes. Compared to Edmonton, Calgary, uh, Toronto, I mean, maybe maybe Ottawa, but well, the two teams, the two teams from the North Division that they can't, they did not, and really, I'm sure felt they couldn't afford to lose in the first round were the Oilers and Maple Leafs, and Toronto beat Montreal tonight, so they they took a two to one lead, and they should win that series. And Toronto's the most important team, uh, yeah. but Connor McDavid is the second most important team. Yeah. And I don't mean the, the entire Edmonton club. I mean Connor McDavid. And hopefully, uh, you know, Capri Sun, as the nice people like to call him, <laughs> is going to be is going to be that one day. So you know, absolutely. Thanks, yeah, Alex. I'm glad, I'm glad they got a goal tonight. Like I said, it's been a pleasure as always, guys, and look forward to talking to you all again. Alex, thanks, man. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Wow, wow! It is almost two in the morning. We've had. What a dozen or so wild fans come it's on. A dozen, a very you good know, one. People like to call Score 12. North clickbait, and you guys don't know anything. And maybe check your oh, ratings. Oh, they don't lately. say we don't know anything. They oh. do say that about the ratings, and mm-hmm. we are, and they do okay. consider us to be clickbait because I think there's not a real understanding of what clickbait is. Yeah. But yeah. this was fun for all the people who uh, tuned in, who participated. We appreciate you. You're part of the Score North family. You get us, and that's all that's important. Just remember, all that's important, Declan Goff, is that the family, the family, the family understands us. Just the family. I mean, if you don't like us, that's okay, too. That's cool. But uh, And there's, you know what? 
the good thing about this town, if you want an option that's more protein, it ain't hard to find it. So um, that's all I got. Yeah, I'll be your Tom. I'll be your Tom Hagen here. I'm I'm the, I'm the Tom Hagen if you're going to go with the family and the Godfather. I would like to be the concierge. I, w- I would like to be the Tom Hagen. Just remember, if yeah. you don't like us, you can like somebody else. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we'll be back uh, post-game. We'll, we'll, we'll do a preview. We'll do a preview episode. Game six on well, Wednesday, and then we'll back post-game. And we'll also break this down tomorrow on the Mackie and Judd podcast as well, which you can find right here on our YouTube channel and on Apple's Spotify, Score North. Hit the subscribe button um, if you haven't already. We've had a good amount of people here. It's almost too late. Seriously, guys, thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you so much. All even even my turbo snark aside, awesome, you. awesome crowd here that we still have. It's almost two in the morning, and I and J- Judd cracked open one last EPA. Good no. lord, no, it's well, the same uh, one. just just the just the two. I stopped okay. at two. I'm not going to say. I have. A, I won't reach for it. I I, just, I I had it. I didn't want to grab it, but I had the bottle of tequila that I was going to do a, a little extra. Of my Casamigos here. George Clooney's tequila, by the way. Um, oh, the one, don't it, tell it, Dawn. It's a good one. It's don't a good, tell oh, Dawn. She's a you big tell Dawn. fan. Go wake up, Dawn. You tell her that right now, just from her favorite sports son, uh, Declan Goff. That that Casamigos uh, tequila. All right, that's it. This has been Judd's Hockey Show. It's been Ventline. Thank you, everyone, for joining us and supporting. Hit the subscribe button, Apple, Spotify, scorenorts.com, and Pass Shoot Score. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.